edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have with me three of the seven members. Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Oh, pardon me. Eight <laughs> uh, members of the neo-soul uh, folk band Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, joining me uh, are Steph Lippert, uh, Tracy, <laughs> and Danielle Renee. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their musical projects, their artistry, and why they do what they do. Thank you for joining me, ladies, today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. How were your days today, Steph? Pretty easy. I can't lie. I went for a bike ride, ran some errands, very nice. sang some stuffs. And some was, stuffs. Yeah. Shout out some stuffs. stuffs. Yeah. Right. Stuff yeah. stuffs. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Mm. Good. Uh, Tracy, how about you? Solid. I went to the dentist today. Nice. It's this, yeah, I, I was going to this, uh, I was going to this dentist and I wasn't confident that she like had like the equipment and you know, all the stuff that dentists should have. Oh, right. So I got this new dentist and I walk into this building today and it's like, the future is now. <laughs> like, step into this x-ray. Damn. It was like the highlight of my day. Wow. So I had a really good day just cool. with that little Damn. experience. Okay, good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That reminds, I haven't been to the dentist. I, should, I need to make a dentist appointment actually. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> I love the dentist. Weirdo. Yeah. So, weird. so when you got like one of those bags at the end that was like, I was brave today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With kind the toothbrush of. and the little Colgate and everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Nope. Yeah. They should just put candy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> even though it kind of defeats the purpose, but it's still like you got through it. Yeah. Daniel, how about you? I had a pretty solid day today. I worked most of my day. My job is really busy right now, so mm. it was. Um, but I got to work at my partner's house, so good. we got to have a nice lunch. Yeah, it was oh, a pretty good day. Very nice, know. nice lunch working yeah. at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, what a wholesome Monday. <laughs> um, very nice. Uh, yeah, I am really tired. I did not sleep well last night, and I, I don't know if I have allergies or what, but I've been sneezing up a storm today. Um, maybe it's like I mean I know I, I have like like uh, pollen allergies, but this early, it didn't make sense. Maybe, I mean, it's been 50 degrees the last couple of days. So. But uh, yeah, I've been feeling kind of weird today, but uh, we're gonna power through it and uh, drink some hams and talk some shit. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. to that and animation chart. <laughs> hmm. So what we talk about, uh, Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and um, I've thought, so, um, so I guess to start, like, we'll go down the line that you guys can say what you play or, or what you do in the project of Ruth Bader. I play piano and sing. I play guitar and sing as well. Um, I mostly sing, but I do play guitar in some songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what does everyone else do? We have Johanna Rose on the bass and also yeah. everyone sings, so that's a big yeah. piece of it. Um, Johanna Rose on the bass. Um, Osea Celine on the fiddle, uh, Dina Aronson uh, does percussion, Quinn Corey does percussion, um, who am I missing? Katie Lynn sings and plays piano sometimes. Mm -hmm. Is that it? That's I it? think I counted eight. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not seven. I counted eight. <laughs> well, shout out all those wonderful people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouts out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you also play Mortgage Freeman. Yeah. Which I just saw recently. Yeah, that's right. Cactus at Club. Cactus Club. You guys are super cool. You Thank have a really you. cool sound. Thank you. I don't know like any other bands that are doing what you guys do. Thank so you. Really it awesome. is a weird band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally just go up. Like I saw you and like. Just Adam goes up to the keyboard and just goes, like, <laughs> he's just like pounding on it. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then you have Mike Walker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like with this like stoic yeah. posture. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. an interesting group. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's very like, um, I feel like it, it encompasses a lot of different like dimensions of like what rock and pop music can mean to people. Which is cool. Yeah, that's like what the goal is. Like you just said it, you just put it into words. Right. But it's almost it's, like a time capsule, like pop project of sorts. Almost. It's really in a really, really amazing and endearing way for sure. Thank you. And then uh, you play in a couple projects. I do. I play in four of the bands right now. Um, I play in. Uh, La Resorts, I play Marimba in that group. Um, Martha was just here the other day. Shout, Shout out, out to, Martha. to Martha. And then I play, uh, I sing backup vocals in her band, Lady Cannon. Um, Lady Cannon. Yeah. And then two big bands, I play trombone in, uh, the Milwaukee Jazz Orchestra, and then the Bruce City Big Band, and I sing with both of those groups as well. Very nice. And don't, do you still do stuff with uh, Paper Holland at all? Um, the last was like in October, but we had a couple like a run of shows in oh, like sure. the summertime and the fall, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing you, you. I know you played with them at Company Brewing. Yeah, that was I fun. Do, yeah, I but that. yeah, they they enlist a lot of uh, different people to play with them. Yeah, I they're like always that a party. Them. Yeah, for sure. And then Danielle. Um, so this is your primary project right now, mm-hmm. but you have some stuff you're kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, my artistry is a little bit not straightforward music, you know, like I'm an astrologer and I am a community organizer, so I do a lot of like community ritual events. Um, I have a a podcast myself called um, Astro Church, which is like an astrology podcast. Um, And I also am you know, I have some other musical projects in the works that I'm not really ready to talk about right quite yet. But yeah, I mean, I have some totally. other things that I do. Awesome. But um, yeah, for me, my music is very much intertwined with my organizing. Very cool. Yeah. That's I didn't know you had a podcast. That's yeah. Beautiful. So, so I'm a Capricorn. Uh, what yeah. Does that, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a gonna, little bit about what it means. I mean, you're gonna have a big year. Um, I would have to look at your chart because you're not just a Capricorn. I know that is it the moon. Yeah, you have a moon, rising. and you have a rising, and actually Venus was somewhere, Mars was somewhere. All those things. Yeah, I don't know anything things. about that shit. But I would say in general, Capricorns are uh, very good at getting stuff done. They have a relationship to work that can be like they're very productive, or they're afraid of it in some ways. There's like there's like a definite like need there though for Capricorns to accomplish something and make something out of their lives in a material way. Well, so this here we are. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Well, yeah, that 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 does. Um, I would say that resonates a lot. Yeah, um, my understanding <laughs> that. Capricorns are very transactional people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, we only do things with like if there's in it for us. Mm-hmm. 
Which I, I sort of, sort of. I would actually <laughs> argue that Capricorns are can be quite nurturing. They're considered the father of the zodiac, meaning that they're they're going to nurture um, in a way that's like I'm going to teach you how to fish rather than fish for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like they do expect you to do to do your own work and for people to take their own responsibility over their lives, but they're more than willing usually mm -hmm. to help others get to that point, I especially see. people that they like themselves take responsibility over. Yeah. So if you have nobody in your life that you feel responsible over, then yeah, it would make sense that you're like Yeah, I have a transactional. At least at least not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, yeah. We're also so. very logical is my understanding. Yeah, well. yeah, I would say so. I mean rational we think, I would say. Yeah, things make sense to us yeah. a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. I like to think uh you know, things make make sense to me. Yep. <laughs> but uh, that will have to be on your podcast to talk about yeah, that at one some day. point. Yes, absolutely. So I guess uh, I want to I want to go down the line and hear a little bit about your own artistries and backgrounds, like individually. So Steph, we'll start with you. Uh, when did music kind of become like you know uh, a creative outlet for yourself? Like when did you start playing growing up? Uh, for me, I started playing when I was nine, and uh, literally that was all I wanted to do. Uh, so like how I got started is like I just felt like I had to play piano one day and I bugged my parents mm -hmm. and they didn't think I was serious so I kept like bugging them about it and then I started and then um, from there I've just always had music as part of like my the, the main everything for me so mm -hmm. um, yeah. What did you start with? Piano. Piano. Yep so, and I studied classically so um, that was kind of like my background growing up as a kid. Nice. Um, when uh what was like your first band? Bless you. Hmm. Like band bands? Yeah, like local projects. Yeah, so actually Ruth Bader um, oh, was. was the first band band. So up until that point, I've just been doing a lot of like classical work with classical um, string players, opera singers, that kind of stuff. And they were the first band band, the first hauling of gear gear kind of situation. <laughs> band band with the gear gear. kind of like uh, definitely like a learning curve for me just of like a number of different things and uh, yeah so that like really taught me a lot because that was like my first experience like playing shows like mm -hmm. you know in, in the scene not like classical stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah for sure. Beautiful. Um, yeah and so what is everything that you do play actively? Because <laughs> um, well, I know you play a lot of shit. <laughs> I play piano primarily. Um, still do a lot of classical stuff. I'm a bass trombone player. Um, I used to be a tuba player. I still play from time to time. Um, and then I play marimba in another band. Those are the ones that you'll see me do actively, mm -hmm. but you know, I play string instruments. I really like playing the ukulele. I play pretty much almost every day. Um, and I have songs for ukulele too. I don't think um, I knew that about you. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all the string instruments, like I've got a couple cellos and things like that. So I like to dabble. I used to play saxophone. I had a couple saxes and, mm -hmm. you know, trumpet. Awesome. Uh, my dad was a trombonist. Oh, wow. He still plays. He plays in a, a community band oh, back cool. home. Oh, where? We went to his uh, holiday concert this past uh, winter. Yeah. It was 
It was so cute. So wow. What community band? Uh, or so uh, my folks live in the Chicago area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So we went to Brookfield Zoo and saw his uh, concert. Ooh. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's cute. cute. Oh, the, zoo, the zoo with the holiday wow. lights is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is magical. It was it really so is. cool. Yeah, I'd never been to the zoo at that time. Um, and my mom was a saxophonist too. Oh, cool. Um, my parents are band geeks. That's how they met. Aww. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sister and I didn't didn't stick with it, but hey, you know, she, you they tried. It. They tr <laughs> my parents tried to get us into it. <laughs> Tracy, how about you? Uh, so I feel like I had. Two musical, um, I don't know, stints like mm -hmm. throughout my life. Like when I was a kid, I was in the Wisconsin Children's Choir, um, so that was I always loved to sing. And then one day I came home and my mom just surprised me with a guitar, and um, I took a couple lessons, but mainly self-taught. And I stopped playing when I when I started college at uh, MSOE in 2010 and I was like music is for you know music is for dreamers I, that's <laughs> music really is what for I squares <laughs> music is for people no, she was being a square by saying right yeah. yes. 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 I thought I had to you know squareize myself <laughs> yeah, to yeah, become right. serious and, and make lots of money and sure. go to college and yada yada right. but um, lo and behold one day working at you know Lakefront um, which is where I met the mortgage treatment guys I was singing in the gift shop, just singing in the gift shop, and Gilmore was like, you should come to practice, you know, you should, yeah, it's yeah, super cool. it's super cool, and then from then on, I was in the band, and that was like seven, maybe, no, maybe six years ago, and from there, I just kind of, like, met y'all yeah right. uh, but but actually right before that too i was singing with the fatty acids and that was cool shout out to the fatty acids shout out to the fatty freaking acids shout out to those fat asses <laughs> <laughs> i oh never got <laughs> i never yeah i never got to see them absolutely mm. yeah it was fun it, it was like a great thing and there's a yeah. reason we're here actually because yeah. we met um right down the street Oh, yeah. at yeah. a bonfire that they were having oh, wow. at their house That's and awesome. after Locust Street days it was like a Locust Street days oh, after cool. party so Thank yeah Fatty Acids shout yeah. out to them yeah. for a lot of reasons cool. <laughs> that's super cool yeah right awesome uh -huh. it is cool and yeah now I'm singing with OQ and Kaylee Conway oh yeah here and right. there and shout out to OQ and Ke Kaylee Conway shout out very <laughs> nice um, so yeah and and yeah, I think that's my musical history. Yeah. Yeah. And then Danielle, how about yourself? Um, I mean, I've been singing harmonies since I could speak. I think mm -hmm. I like I just I always like as a kid just made up harmonies to everything, and I think it's because I grew up listening to like Crosby, Nash, and the Birds yeah. and stuff like that. So it like really got into my heart. Um, and I was a musical theater kid. That was like my big thing growing up. Mm -hmm. I took piano. Uh, for a while, so I do know like basic piano, and then um, yeah, I also when I went to college was like, oh, I can't make money doing music. I'm gonna become a lawyer. I also am very political, and um, decided to go that route. And then I went to Ireland to study the peace process in Northern Ireland, and Ireland is such 
a musical place. Um, like it's just infused in their everyday lives there. And so I did a lot of singing there and my my voice grew a lot there. And I, um, I was writing a little before that. And after that, I really started to write music. Um, and then I taught myself how to play the guitar. I did take one class at UWM that helped a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And then I taught myself how to play the guitar. And yeah, I was playing with um, a cl couple close friends, uh, <clears throat> my current partner back in the day, he, he and I used to play together, and then a close high school friend, We would, the three of us would play together, and actually now we're playing together again, which is interesting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then I got really hardcore into activism, and just didn't have time for literally anything else. Um, and I did that for many years, and I always thought music had such a like important place in activism because I think um, people feel it in a way that just saying making a speech sometimes and all those speeches can be very impactful like sometimes uh, I think music can help people like really uh, feel something or feel mm -hmm. the meaning behind something um, and so I was really into like protest songs and like revolutionary like Irish rebel songs and like roots music I got really into yeah. roots music um, and it was around that time that I was starting to like leave activism behind that I met Ruth Bader. And so Ruth Bader is like my first Milwaukee scene band, you know, where again, hauling gear, stuff yeah, like right, that, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And uh, little 10 year old me, I kept saying this in our interview we did a couple days ago, like 10 year old me would be looking at this group right oh, now and being like, oh my God! <laughs> Y'all are making your rounds with these interviews. Yeah, we had another one recently. Very nice. Mm -hmm. With who? Imagine Milwaukee. Oh, dope. Yeah. Shout out to Kanita. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I love Kanita. Yeah. Very cool. So. Very nice. Well, uh, it seems um, <clears throat> it seems that uh, because like um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's music. Uh, seems to be pretty political in a lot of ways. Like, it seems to be nice to be able to tie a lot of that passion in to a creative outlet of yours. And it also, like, it's so personal, and yeah. it's, like, where the personal meets the political, and I think that's yeah. something that was missing for me in my activism before that yeah. was, like, I felt a little bit like there wasn't a lot of room for my heart mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now I get to... I was like saying this the other day too like now I get to say certain things in this really beautiful way with all these super powerful women next to me um and I get to sing some of their words which are super powerful and again like it's it is political and it's also very personal and, yeah. and I really like that cross I think that is really important to yeah. hear women's voices and mm -hmm. um that's what Ruth Bader is to me so it's it's yeah. both Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, on that note, um, we will have to um, uh, discuss how Ruth Bader, you know, kind of came into an entity of its own. I, I did have uh, Quinn and Johanna on the show previously, and Quinn gave me some backstory mm -hmm. of the formation of Ruth Bader, and she did mention this bonfire, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's our... Our mythology. Yes. Mythology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about from all y'all how like the project came to be from your own sort of lane and everything and how you all got involved in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I would say, I don't remember, I honestly cannot remember who I met first, if that's even a thing. Um, really, it was just like, we started, it was just one fateful summer where we started <laughs> hanging out. And there was this bonfire. Naturally, right. Naturally. It was and, Street Days. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, Love the Street Days. Mm-hmm, right. And we just started singing together and it just felt right. It was like, whoa. Like, yeah, I remember just like feeling that like, you know, forever young, endless summer, yeah, totally nostalgic like feeling and being <laughs> totally like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanna feel like this all the time. That's a river watch bonfire for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It totally is. And um, then it became like a thing where we we're like, Okay, well, you know, we are passionate about issues in the world. Like, yeah, you had just, you know, kind of um, separated from full-time mm-hmm. activism and I was also at that time a part of the National Society of Black Engineers at MSOE and I was the vice president and I, and I was tiring of um, of protesting and and marching and being emotionally having to be emotionally available to people I knew it wasn't sustainable for me so I, f- I felt like joining Ruth Bader, like, you know, we play a lot of benefit shows. We play shows with, mm-hmm. a, with a lot of intention, typically. Yeah. And that, you know, my, my level of activism started to radiate through that. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that, that, that was, it was just, it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was like taking people from all different backgrounds mm-hmm. and you know, ethnicities at the time too, mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. shoving us all together and be and just choosing like this is a family now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and, um I think there's something to be said, like some of us maybe had a little more intentionality than others. Like I know I was like as soon as we had that bonfire, True. I was like True. I want this band to exist. This is amazing. This is so cool. And we like Part of the reason for me is that, like, I wanted to challenge the idea that women can't make me, that strong women can't make music together without being catty or it falling apart or there being drama or whatever. Like, to me, that's total bullshit. Like, being compared against each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, like, that's the thing about our band that I think is really cool is that we all shine really brightly and we're all very different and we lift each other up without shirking our own star our own uh, light you know what I'm saying like we don't like I don't need to diminish myself to let Tracy shine and and vice versa you know what I'm saying and um, I think also at the time in the music scene a lot of men were getting a lot of recognition for their music not to say that they shouldn't but there was a lot of people that are women and non-binary people who weren't getting as many uh, accolades or as much recognition at the time and so I think like uh, it was just like sort of a powerhouse you know (laughs) of like here we are and we're gonna sing this stuff now so yeah yeah. now that you say that yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. now that you say that like that was a thing for me at that time like also just well for me it was more like being a black woman and Mm -hmm. there not really being a whole lot of black 
female yeah. musicians mm-hmm. who aren't in the hip hop or rap yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, when there are, they often don't get a lot of like, you know, recognition right. yeah. for yeah. that. Or totally. it, so I wanted. I totally. I remember thinking like, this is the perfect opportunity to create music that I'm passionate about, that I that I love in a setting that isn't just like, I don't know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, just like, yeah. I just didn't want to be, I like rock and roll and I like, you know, soul, obviously. I just right. don't, I just wanted to kind of like, be like, mm, fuck that stereotype. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck that stereotype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, yeah, yeah like, you know, like cheers cheers Steph what do you think um wait okay why don't you say how you got involved so I haven't I've okay so we have eight members and I was seven out of eight to join Mm -hmm. so um I don't know I moved to River West some time ago and probably ran into some of Mm y'all I think it might have been Hana actually uh, but I remember I knew some of y'all from different avenues and walks of life since I had come to Milwaukee in like 2010. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, they, they expressed interest in maybe having me join the band and I had never done that before. So I was like, oh, uh, I don't really know. I, I was doing a lot of classical stuff at the time, so I just didn't feel like I didn't really quite understand why <laughs> oh my gosh um, you were being so elusive and i just remember every time i saw you i'd be like join our band, <laughs> you join our band? <laughs> yeah so eventually yeah i did and um it's been great since oh, yeah. then so, and yeah it was like what 2016 that makes sense to me mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah i know that you've been here for the majority of time we've been a band yeah yeah so been here for who was eight Dina. 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 Mm-hmm. Sure. And it was, that was funny because she just would like, she shows up with her drum. She's a, she's like flowy. She's like very like, hey man, it's just me and my drum man. And like, she like, <laughs> yeah. and she like just kept showing up with her drum and we'd be yeah. like, want to play with us on stage? Yeah. And she would do that. And like, nice. eventually we were like, Dina's a part of our band now. She's like, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, she awesome. was like, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny when we were like, okay, oh, that's yeah, so you're funny. just yeah. a part of the band. Yeah. Oh, that's great. She's yeah. always been a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And totally. what y'all were saying earlier about how, like, you know, that, you know, you wanted to, like, showcase the fact that, like, women can be, like, part of a project where, like, everyone is a shining star and no one's taking that, like, torch away from anybody. And, like, the first time I saw y'all was at FemFest last year, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, I definitely, like, read that, like, <laughs> with y'all on stage. Like, everyone, like, all eight of you were just, like, you know, like, playing the <laughs> shit out of your instruments, and just, you know, like, y'all had so much passion and synergy <laughs> and harmony, and there wasn't, like, any, like... There wasn't any ambivalence at all. Like, it was all, like, you know, it could be read by anyone watching that performance that, like, you all really care about this project and you really care about, like, having your voice heard, but you do it together and you do it, like, because each one of you brings such a unique facet 
to the project. And that is like, especially for such a big collective, like that's a really like impressive feat for like having so many people at once, like all being so essential. And uh, yeah, like that's really like amazing to see like y'all achieve that for sure. I'm super grateful to be able to sing their lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. that is something that I am, every time I'm on stage and I'm singing Tracy songs or Steph songs, like, I'm very, yeah. like, wow, I'm super grateful to be singing this song right now and to be saying these words with these people next yeah. to me. Like, that's a, you know, I agree with you that every part is super essential and also, like, it's mm-hmm. an honor to be able to, like, be allowed totally. to experience and to share somebody's music like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Absolutely. And I feel that same way versus, yeah. you know, with a project like Mortgage Freeman or the other projects I'm in, it's me jumping on board to um, engage in their music and their feelings. So I, I have, I don't, I, I just feel like when I'm singing your songs, mm-hmm. I'm singing something I would have said. Or yeah, written, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to see that, like, <clears throat> you know, as you were saying about how, like, back in the day, like when the band like first started, like, you know, there was a lot of yeah, like, male-centered platforms. But it's great to see how that, you know. Like, I mean, I haven't been covering or going to shows that long, only for, like, really, like, the past year and a half or so. But from what I've observed, it seems that there is a lot of, like, you know, uh, emphasis and focal point on women and non-binary artists being given that same level of platforming and coverage and, uh, you know, ability to showcase artistic medium, no matter what it is, whether it's music film or um you know poetry or visual art you name it like anything like that, that like i've observed that like especially like you know out here like you know with things like fun fest like or the street festivals like like you know it seems like the like people are giving a real voice to that and mm-hmm. it's very admirable for sure totally. glad to see it happen yeah totally that people are starting to make room yeah yeah and i think that that is so important and that was a Passing huge the mic. thing when we started yeah. yeah like make room for us turn our mics up like right we were like a part of a like a little bit of a movement in milwaukee that was doing that like i remember like queen tut and zed kenzo and like um i was just trying to remember what niche's band name was the other day oh um but I remember they were going to do, like, a documentary of women artists or something. There was, like, something happening with that. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot. There's a lot of, like, really powerful Milwaukee-based, like, like women and, and non-binary artists here that have been doing it, you know? It's just, it was just a matter of getting the attention of 88.9 and, yeah. you know, the people that are, like, covering this stuff. The headlining street festival slots. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, and I think a great showcase of how diverse Milwaukee's music scene can be is was actually that Lakefront Brewery extravaganza that Mortgage Freeman played. Like, 
Mm -hmm. There was so many yeah. different shit, you know, like so much shit, and they were all lakefront, uh, and all oh, lakefront employees, cool. and cool. part oh of God. these ads, yeah. and we had like, um, oh my God, there were so many. Shout ads. out to okay, deep, oh, deep fat, deep one yes. of the best lyricists in in the whole city. Yes, like holy shit, amazing, yeah. amazing band, amazing. Oh my Yes. There, was some, there was such a bit. The Garden Home. Garden Home is badass. Like yeah. Pete Freeman, Freeman is fucking amazing. Pete Freeman and the Fritos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot going on that night for a sure. A lot of Freemans. A lot of Freemans. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no kidding. No yeah. kidding. It's hilarious that you're in two bands yeah. on names. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, like especially like you know that yeah, like that um, that inclusivity is you know like the it's shifted into something that we everyone can actually get behind, and that doesn't go without saying that there's still work to be done, a lot of work to be done, mm -hmm. but um, it's beautiful to see like a lot of that like spotlight and you know. Uh, might be passed and everything. So, on that note, um, so uh, what is Ruth Bader working on now? I know that y'all have been in and out of the studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ow! So, so, yeah, tell me what's going on. We, yeah, you go. No, I mean, you can do it. Uh, we, we started recording, what, back in January of 2018 or something like that? Maybe, um... It's 2019. Like, like a year ago, right? Yeah, I guess it was 2019. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, I was like what, what happened 2018? <laughs> <laughs> we even knows anymore. Uh, yeah, so yeah. the beginning of 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's... Still got a decent chunk to take care of but we're all most of us will have our own you know we do a lot of each other's songs so it's cool because we'll have some of Danielle's songs on the album some of Tracy's songs some of my songs some of Johanna's songs mm -hmm. and uh, that's been cool and uh, Dina joined joined sometime in what 2019 right yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. it's cool because she's actually gonna be on our album which is cool, cool. yeah all yeah. eight of us yeah. will be yeah. on it yeah, yeah, yeah. even though we've kind of all like you know yeah found mm -hmm. each other at different times mm -hmm. yeah. so i think that's super cool um and so it's been cool we're working at silver city shout out to silver, silver city silver city uh yeah so that's been good we've been working with josh everett and um Queenie's partner, mm -hmm. uh, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Chuck Zink. Yes, yeah, Chuck Zink. Nice. Yeah, Chucky so man. it's kind of cool because like we all have connections uh, with each other in various uh -huh. musical and creative aspects, and it's kind of cool to see how the how the web is like thrown out yeah. and stuff. And yeah. so I'm happy that we're recording there. I think they're really great. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so we don't know when it's gonna be done, but. You'll know. Yeah, and then after <laughs> we know. finish it, we gotta immediately yeah. submit it to Ruth Bader's son. Yes, recording studio in <laughs> yeah. Chicago. So wow. his okay. So I have a, a classical colleague of mine who has actually met and uh, met her son. 
Uh, and I found out that he's got his own studio or something down no in way. Chicago. So there's a number of different uh, people that we're going to plan to so just cool. share our music with, whether we just send a demo or something in the mail and just say, hey, think you should know about this cool Milwaukee band called Ruth Bader MPE. But I think now is an especially appropriate time, so I, I it'll get done at when it, it's time. Yeah, mm -hmm. is all mm -hmm. we can say about mm -hmm. the release of it. But. And hopefully she gets to hear like thirty seconds <laughs> yeah. one day. She will. Absolutely. She will. She yeah, she, she, she. I think she, she has. She told me. I called the Supreme Court once, trying to find her, and I didn't expect anybody to answer. Yeah. It was on a Friday. Well, I feel, yeah. I feel oh, like sorry. she's just oh, been like, like inundated with this mm -hmm. pop culture obsession with her. And yeah. so she probably is like, meh, meh. but I yeah. know if she heard our oh, music, she would, she would be totally like, in Yeah. She would be proud of Yeah. They named a band after Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, not just any band, but yeah. a really awesome yeah. band. Yeah. And they stylized it with an eight. <laughs> yeah. That's badass. For the majority of our, our band life, we actually had seven members. So it was really funny to say, like, Ruth Bader when we had seven members, but now we have eight members. I guess it never even... I'm not going to lie. I never <laughs> thought oh, that wow. that's actually, that's really dope. I never thought about There's it. There's eight of us now. Yeah. That's actually... Wow. Like, drop. That's... Like, oh. I, didn't, I didn't realize that either. That's super cool. Um, I know that y'all are very collaborative with, like, um, you know, bringing songs to each other and thus, like, uh, bringing them forward to this project. So, um, so I guess, like, thematically, what are some, like, you know, subject matters and and like things that, like, you are tackling and discussing on, you know, this body of music that you're working on that, you know. That needs to be heard. Mm. Um, I would say. Well, we talked about this with Imagine. Um, just the fact that a lot of things that we experience as women, um, they need. To, we we always every aspect of our womanhood, I think, needs to be talked about. So. A lot of the songs, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but a few of the songs do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a song on the album that discusses like class and judgment and the way we judge people. There's song about you know heart heartbreak essentially. Um, there's trauma. Yeah, trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is referenced in our music. Yeah, yeah, being objectified, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little more, like, some more, like, explicitly political things. Like, we do a cover of Woody Guthrie's All You Fascists Bound to Lose. Mm -hmm. um, and we do a cover of an old, uh, old protest song, mm -hmm. um, Which Side Are You On? Which has been used in many different ways. Speaking of which, mm -hmm. glad you mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. But <clears throat> in Company Brewing's bathroom on the left side uh -huh. there is some writing on the in the in the toilet stall what that says it <laughs> says why can't centrists pick a side and choose they're either that they're either like uh racist or not or something like that it's oh. something like, 
it's, I, 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 I'll have to like kind of screenshot and show you exactly what it says, but it's something about like why can't centrists just pick a side and choose to be either a Nazi or choose like you know mm. standing up for what's mm -hmm. right. I mean, that's like right we thing. each wrote our own verse and um, and like pulling from other verses. So like like the one I do is like not completely written by me. It's like pulled from a couple different sources because that song has been used in many different ways, but. Um, the verse that I sing is, is very similar to that. It's, um, come all you northern liberals taking clansmen out to dine if the time has come to choose a side and to join the picket line. Um, and so I, I definitely feel that oh, yeah. energy, like that's kind of what we Well, right, because saying. there's no civil discourse means nothing if, you know, your beliefs are rooted in the impression Exactly, so, exactly, yeah. right. And it's, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy in, like, yeah. especially with, like, centrist, white, centrist white Democrats. With a lot of Democrats in general, yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and Tracy's uh, uh, song, All of Everyone at Once, also addresses that very issue. Yeah, that hypocrisy, that level or lack thereof of self-awareness we have when we judge others. Yeah, it does touch on that. Totally. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, it's wild that, like, these, you know, these calls for reform of, you know, things like healthcare or things like reparations or things like, you know, um, you know, addressing uh, police brutality or the militarization of police or whatever. It's like that's such, people view that as such a, like, uh, militant far-left position. But, like, why, though? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're just calling for what's, for just, you know, the equity of communities for mm -hmm. everyone to feel seen and heard everyone to be given that level of you know visibility mm -hmm. as the other you know it's just like there was like a something being shared recently about that about how like calling for universal health care is like this like far left militant thing like yeah. but yeah, it's <laughs> why why? <laughs> you know? People who are promoting that stuff have an actual investment in keeping the status quo. That's Absolutely. the reason. Because and they that's, make money yeah. off of... And that's why a lot of Democrats election. are complicit. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I... Yeah. Go ahead and say yes. mm -hmm. Oh, um... Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's the whole concept of, like conservatism mm -hmm. it's like conserve for some and not for others yeah like wow. race and people will find any old reason to just have a pecking yeah. order yeah right to make some money so yeah yeah all these issues are intersecting we try to subtle i always try to address these issues subtly but how how radical i've been feeling in the past two years i think i'm Gonna have to just like go for broke one of yeah. these times. Like, yeah. Fuck capitalism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd, anyway, like if people only read more about Marxist theory, you know, yeah, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people's like you know perception of the status quo would shift. Yeah. I took a class on it. My, that was my senior seminar at UWM, and oh, wow. it changed my entire perception of everything. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think there's a lot of leftists, and this is coming from I, 
uh, have a lot of opinions about leftist politics. <laughs> so just oh, take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Um, I think there's a lot of leftists who don't know how to connect with people. They keep it too academic. Mm -hmm. They keep it too honestly white dude folk centric and not like bringing it down to reality um to a place where it's like we can understand like the basic like basic marxist theory is just like basic life which is yeah. just that uh there is a limit to our resources and it makes more sense for everyone if everyone has access to their basic needs each according to their ability to each according to their need is kind of the marxist theory yeah. and to me that is actually an intuitive thing that a lot of people already know inside mm -hmm. themselves whether yeah. or not they know it on some academic level or something like that like people it already becomes know a morality right yeah and so i feel like sometimes part of the problem is a how we're educated about history yeah and b how we uh leftists it kind of keep some of these theories and these ideas as this like elitist concept mm -hmm. instead of like bringing it down to earth and connecting with people and finding out okay what do you need what is your yeah. need and um yeah. people feeling like they have some kind of autonomy or some kind of uh choice or say in what happens whether it's a socialist government or a you know a capitalist government whatever you know what i'm saying like um i think that's i like why i like your approach a lot of times with your lyrics is because you bring it down to this grounded level that people can identify with and it gets people to like think about you know like their personal place in this like much larger yeah. concept or theory totally. like marxism is not that complicated people like to make it really complicated but it right. really is very simple it's just that everyone deserves their basic needs met and we as a society need to build a system that does that you know yeah. and we've um, already done enough damage where reparations are so like in dire need you know yeah <laughs> right so, they're, know, like, they're like a necessity exactly, i like that you say point. that yeah like so you know the further we remain complicit or even complacent in maintaining that you know that defense of like capitalist rhetoric then you know the more reparations are going to you know be required long term and i mean like people are already having conversations about these things like these aren't these aren't new ideas. Right. These right. have been old, these have been ideas for centuries at this point. Right. Capitalism's only a couple decades old, or not decades, centuries old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. And people were living this way. That's what I was trying to say. Is like before Marx, there were lots of people all over the world living in this way, and mm -hmm. um, he just put it down in, on paper for yeah. uh, white people to understand. <laughs> like totally. honestly, yeah, I mean that's absolutely. just the truth yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Totally. <clears throat> So yeah, I think it's a lot more intuitive than people give it credit, give it credit for. Absolutely, right. right, right. It's, you know, we can call it common sense and whatever, but mm -hmm. yeah, like, there's always, you know, the reactionary approach to like, oh, but do you actually listen to what he says? Like, he has a point. <laughs> it's, you know, like... I'm talking about Donald Trump. Uh, well, I'm talking about a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, seriously, he like. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the Ben Shapiro's and the Jordan Petersons and basically like all 
those that whole circle of people that just go out of their way to prove a point that you know subordinates people. Yeah. But all that aside, I'm excited for your album. I'm really excited for it. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, you know what what the statements y'all are making on it and. Uh, of course. And some beautiful harmonies. Beautiful harmonies. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. It was uh, lovely to uh, talk to you ladies about what is going on with the band and, and about what, you know, a lot of like the themes you're incorporating into the music right now, like, you know, how the, sh the scene has shifted and everything. And on that note, like, I do want to talk about one more thing is like, what do you want to see more of? And it's time to come in, you know, the Milwaukee music scene in general. Like, what do you hope continues to shift and evolve? What do you want to see more of? More so in the last handful of years than before. I do think that things have changed. And I think things are continuing to change. And so um, I do think, like, Milwaukee does have, like, a pretty diverse selection of, like, what you could tap into as far as, like, checking out shows. And a lot of people are, like... DIYing things and doing things yeah. a little bit differently than before to kind of make up for different shortcomings, like maybe not enough venues or whatever. But all things uh, said and done, there's been like more festivals that have been popping up, like particularly music festivals and stuff. But I think there's a lot more collaborations happening between uh, mm -hmm. different mediums within music and arts, and hopefully there'll be a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. and, um, I think people are being more themselves. Mm -hmm. Momentum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. I guess I'm looking to see some... Um, how do I put this in non-capitalist mm. terms? Um, compensation. Monetary compensation. <laughs> Yeah. Money, actually. Money. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be capitalist just because it's money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Money is. You deserve to be paid is, for your labor. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that, I, that's what I'm trying to say is I think that people deserve to be paid for their art. And I wish that there was like a program in Milwaukee that could make sure that artists are supported. I mean, now you have to basically like get a manager to help you get shows and whatnot that are what about like paid. healthcare and shit like there's yeah. be, like a union like a music musician yeah union? Uh, yeah i guess so there are unions mm -hmm. there are unions for bigger organizations yeah. yeah and i would love to see i don't know i guess i would love to see it be like more of a thing with venues in our area too, like making sure that people get paid, making sure that, you know, there's just payment. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And like, I love it when like going to perform somewhere and, and the venue that you're at, you know, if they have a kitchen or whatever, they provide food for the artists. Like that's a company brewing. Company yeah. brewing. Like that's a small thing where I'm like, so yeah, we though. should support. Yeah. Uh, like each other. Yeah. Totally. More. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, Danielle. I think that the way of the future, beyond elections and stuff like that, is solid supportive communities and. 
I think music plays a really important role in that because while we're fighting the system and all of that, we also need to be living full human lives and we deserve that. And um, I would like to see more opportunities for people that aren't necessarily gonna make music their whole lives yeah. to be able to sing and perform. Like I talked in the beginning about Ireland, like they have sessions and anyone can join a session and anyone is allowed even if they're not a great singer they're allowed to sing a song for everyone and mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of benefit in that kind of sharing of music and um, using it to communicate um so i like to see more use of music to organize our communities mm -hmm. and to um build more like support between neighbors and mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, I think the DIY scene is really good with that. Mm -hmm. um, it builds a lot of that communal support mm -hmm. of like platforming each other and whatnot. And mm -hmm. also, you know, we mentioned protest songs at one point. You know, the whole reason they're a thing mm -hmm. exactly is to make a statement about unrest and about inequality and oppression, this or that. So, yeah. All great things all around. Um, I agree. So, as we close out, uh, so uh, it was great to talk to y'all, and uh, this is a lot of fun to drink hams and hams. Uh, <laughs> cheers. <Camps>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in my 30s, solidly, in like yeah. about a month. So I'm like. <laughs> oh hey. I'm like. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Water on a Monday night. <laughs> that is that is totally totally. If you had a bougie glass of wine, I would maybe drink that. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> uh, Jess actually has her boxed wine. Oh, uh, I should have I should have scoured. scoured. Yeah, yeah okay. shit. <laughs> so as we close out, I ask everyone the same questions as we close out. Steph, what keeps you up at night? Oh. Oh, probably just my own bad behaviors. Um, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm always been a night owl, and yeah. so like since I was a kid, and so I'm. I just music. You know, I am most often or not like going to see some show at night or doing something like that. I see several shows a week, and that's kind of like yeah. I don't know. I like being around people, and I like tapping into that. So. Whenever I can see live performance or go to a jam or sit in somewhere, that's usually what I'm doing. Um, and so, yeah, and, and if not that, I'm probably working on some stuff, some music stuff. Also, I don't, I can't believe we forgot to mention this. DJ Grandma Matrix, everybody! Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what's up. Uh, yeah, late <laughs> night DJ. Of hot grandma outfits, as she is yes. explaining today. <laughs> Right, yeah. I totally number. forgot to mention that. Yes, that yeah. you do the late night DJ sessions at what, yeah, Jazz State? Yeah, Jazz State, it's going on eight or nine months there, um, except for when I play shows on Fridays. That's the only time I won't be there. And then mm -hmm. I'll be DJing at Strangetown fourth Wednesdays, which is Ooh, super cool. cool. Um, and then I'll be at High Dive soon, the first week in March. So I'm making my rounds. It. and. You know. Amazing. Yeah. We love yeah. to see it for sure. Yeah. Tracy, how about you? What keeps you up at night? The fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO! Keeps me up that at is night. Real, yes. Yeah. I get I, FOMO really bad too. Yep. I it makes me restless. But Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Danielle? Um 
I have a lot of social anxiety, so probably that. And I also um, have always, since I was a little kid, had really intense and vivid dreams. So I have um, quite a lot of nightmares, usually based off of social anxiety, but they go to extremes. Like last night I had a nightmare that my sister and one of my best friends were plotting to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very, and Brittany yeah. Snow. Too. Like oh, Brittany's yeah. the blonde girl. I don't know how yeah. she moved into my subconscious, but she was also plotting to murder me. So, yeah, and that was very scary. I was super scared, and I woke up super scared. I, but I've also had, you know, like bad server dreams where I, you know, I'm just as scared. So, yeah, that's probably it. Mm -hmm. What keeps you up at night? Or mm -hmm. did you already say? Well, I did say at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd be getting sick, uh, so I struggled sleeping last night. But what keeps me up at night? Um, the ringing in my ears. Oh no! Um, I'm so young. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I mean honestly, like honestly, like I mean. It also puts me to sleep, though. Like, okay. keeps me up, but like sometimes I get tinnitus after yeah. a really loud show and oh, get yeah. loose. Oh yeah, definitely a thing. Yeah, but other when it's not that, um, it's not getting done everything that I wanted to get done that day, and anticipating when I'm gonna get done what I gotta get done. Uh, just having an agenda, an agenda that just like never gets checked off completely. That's what keeps me up at night. Oh, yeah. Cat's very Capricorn thing. Yes. <laughs> getting shit done. Mm -hmm. What puts you to sleep? <sighs> music and, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm usually, if I'm not playing music, if I'm not thinking about music, I'm, you know, streaming it or playing records, so I fall asleep yeah. a lot listening to music uh, before I fall asleep the other night. I texted one of my bandmates, um, one of my favorite pieces in the whole world. Um, and it's like probably on the top 10, but like that was what I was listening to when I fell asleep. What was it? Um, actually it was a, a classical piece, a romantic piece, um, the Brooks Scottish Fantasy. It's a for a solo violin oh, sure. with an orchestra, but I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Tracy, yeah, about you? So deep and like thoughtful. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> funny because I, I said to her, I said, this is one of my favorite pieces ever. And then I just said, dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> dig deep. And I was like, right, yeah. Because yeah. I was drunk, so. Knockout. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really sweet. Um, Plantasia. Puts oh, me to sleep. That's one of my what favorite albums. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, sorry. It's so so good. Oh, it's supposedly yes. like this music that stimulates plants and makes oh, them grow. It's, but it's music. Like very, yeah. like, the album title is. Music for plants and the people who love them. Yeah, that's what so sweet. I should show that to my parents. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. beautiful. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. It's so expensive. I want the album. It's really expensive. Oh, like the vinyl? Yeah. Yeah, oh, really yeah. Expensive. I'm sure. It, it was like something. I gotta look that up. Shit. It's freaking amazing. You kind of got excited. I didn't mean to like. Not at all. No, no. I, I'm glad that somebody else likes it. And also, movies set in space. Ooh, that's oh, a good yeah. one. That's a good one. That is a good one. Mm -hmm. Space um, is the place. Like I never slept harder than Space when I was watching <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> um, There's <laughs> that new movie that came out this past year, High Life. Check it out. Oh, High Life. It's kind of fun. Will I fall asleep? 
Yeah, you could. Okay. I mean, it is oh. kind of fucked up, but sort of thematically fucked up. Okay. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not like a jump scare fucked up, right? It's not like a Prometheus or anything. Sure. Uh, Danielle, how about you with Patusa? Um, I mean, my ideal state for falling asleep is like being cuddled up with someone really warm and like being right next to water. The sound mm -hmm. of like the lake lapping and yeah. stuff like that. But realistically, in my everyday life, I don't get that every day. So um, I watch a lot of TV before I go to sleep. I really love TV. Like, there's so many good options out there right now. Yeah, and, totally. like, I feel like it's just never ending. So I love that. Um, and, yeah, I don't really listen to music when I fall asleep. I, I listen to water sounds or I don't listen to anything. The ASMR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I do like ASMR, oh, actually. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks. What put you to sleep? You didn't tell us. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> uh, what puts me to sleep? Uh, uh, a good beer before bed. You know, I, I do like a good beer at the end of the night. Um, but all, I, I mean, I sleep really well, generally. Last night was an exception, but uh, yeah, no, I sleep pretty well, like just from being so emotionally drained from the day. Like, just being tired from a long day of work or productivity, like, you know, just having goals and knowing that goals are best achieved through rest. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rest. rest up. You yes. do need to rest. Yes. That is very true. Yes. So, like I said, thanks for being on the show. Thank Ladies. you. Thank you. This is great. Uh, it was great to drink hams and talk about everything, uh, you know. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, your own individual ideas and everything. So stay tuned for the Ruth Bader Ginsburg LP. And I'm very looking forward to uh, seeing what y'all come up with. And uh, we love to see it. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>